0: Well, everybody, welcome back to the Bible Breakdown podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, 2 Samuel chapter 17, and we're just making it through this terrible situation that David is in. And We're going to call today a secret agent, a secret agent. God is always up to something. When everything looks bad, it's not over. God is still moving. God is doing something, and we're about to see... God start to turn the tide as he always does. We're going to get to that in just a second, but as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on the podcast and join us at the Facebook group Bible Breakdown Discussion. We've had some people tell us they were having a little trouble getting into the Bible Breakdown Discussion, and we have had to create it so you have to answer a couple of questions before you get in. The reason why is to keep spammers from coming in there so that we can make sure we keep it a place that is suitable for everybody. So If you have to answer a couple of questions, that's okay. There's nothing too crazy there. It's just making sure that you're not a spam bot. (laughs) You actually are a human and want to get you in there so that we can do life together. Because I'm going to tell you something, the more we dig, the more we find. And what we're already hearing from some of these chapters is people are grappling with this idea of bad things happening and going through these difficult seasons. We're reading these over successive days. I think that's kind of important because this is kind of how this is happening in real time when it happened. Is just over just a few days, this chaos starts to ensue. And so if you have your Bible and open up with me to Second Samuel chapter 17, what has happened over the past couple of days is Absalom, the son of David, has now taken over his kingdom. The overall idea of Second Samuel is God qualifies the called, And it's because of a lifetime of seeing God's faithfulness that God has qualified David to deal with what had to be one of the worst moments in his entire life. And so now, even though this horrible heartache is happening, he trusts the Lord. And so as David is fleeing from the city of Jerusalem and the armies of Absalom are coming in, there's all these people yelling at him and all these bad things happening. And David is saying, the Lord's going to have his way. I trust the Lord. If the Lord is done with me, then I'm going to be done. Well, all of that has happened, that is... That has helped him get ready for that moment. God has qualified him to be able to have wisdom even in the darkest day because of all the things that has happened before. Well, now here we are, and we see why David trusts the Lord. It's because we're going to start to see very slowly God start to turn the tide back in David's favor. So if you have your Bibles ready, Second Second, I almost want to say 2 Timothy so many times. We're in 2 Samuel <laughs> chapter 17, verse 1, says this. Now, Ahithophel urged Absalom, let me choose 12,000 men to start out after David tonight. I will catch up with him while he is weary and discouraged. He and his troops will panic and everyone will run away. Then I will kill only the king and I will bring back all the people back to you as a bride returns to her husband. After all, it is only one man's life that you seek. Then you will be at peace with all the people. This plan seemed good to Absalom and to all the elders of Israel. But then Absalom said, Bring Ahushai the archite. Let's see what he thinks about this. When Ahushai arrived, Absalom told him what Ahithophel had said. That is a really hard name to say, Ahithophel. Then he asked, What's your opinion? Should I follow Ahithophel's advice? If not, what do you suggest? Well, Hushai replied to Absalom, This time, Ahithophel has made a mistake. You know your father and his men. They are mighty warriors. Right now, they are engaged as a mother bear, or enraged as a mother bear who has been robbed of her cups. And remember that your father is an experienced man of war. He won't be spending the night among the troops. He has probably already been hidden in some pit or a cave. And when he comes out and he attacks and a few of your men fall... There will be panic among the troops, and word will spread that Absalom's men are being slaughtered. Then, even the bravest soldiers, though they have a heart of a lion, will be paralyzed with fear. For all of Israel knows what a mighty warrior your father is, and how courageous his men are. I recommend that you mobilize the entire army of Israel, bringing them from as far away as Dan in the north and Beersheba in the south. That way, you will have an army as numerous as the sands on the seashore, and I advise that you personally lead the troops. When we find David, we'll fall on him like dew that falls on the ground. Neither he nor any of his men will be left alive, and if David were to escape into some town, you will have all of Israel at your command, and then we can take ropes and drag down the walls of the town into the nearest valley until every stone is torn down, then Absalom and all the men of Israel said, Ahushai's advice is better than Ahithophel's, for the Lord had determined to defeat the council of Ahithophel, which really was the better plan. <laughs> so that could bring disaster on Absalom. Ahushai called Zadok and Abathar the priest and Ahithophel, what Ahithophel had said to Absalom and all the elders of Israel and then what he himself had advised instead. Quick, he told them, find David and urge him not to stay at the shallows of the Jordan River tonight. He must go across at once into the wilderness beyond. Otherwise, he will die and his entire army with him. Jonathan and Ahamahaz had been staying in Enrogel so as to not be seen entering and leaving the city. Arrangements had been made for the servant girl to bring them the message that they would take to King David. But a boy spotted them in Enrogel and he told Absalom about it. So they quickly escaped to Behurim, where a man hid them down inside a well in the courtyard. The man's wife put a cloth over the top of the well and scattered grain on it to dry out in the sun. So no one suspected they were there. When Absalom's men arrived, they asked her, Have you seen Ahamahaz and Jonathan? The woman said, They were here, but they crossed over the brook. Absalom's men looked for them without success and returned to Jerusalem. Then the two men crawled out of the well and hurried on to King David. Quick, they told him, cross the Jordan tonight. And they told how Ahithophel had advised that they be captured and killed. So David and all the people went with him across the Jordan River during the night. And so all were on the other bank before dawn. When Ahithophel realized that his advice had not been followed, he saddled his donkey, went to his hometown, set his affairs in order, and hung himself. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Then he died there and was buried in his family tomb. David soon arrived at Mariam. By now, Absalom had mobilized the entire army of Israel and was leading his troops across the Jordan River. Absalom had appointed uh, Amasa as commander of his army, replacing Joab, who had been the commander under David. Amasa was Joab's cousin. His father was Jether the Ishmaelite. His mother, Abigail, daughter of Nahashan, was the sister of Joab's mother, Zerui. Absalom and the Israelite army all came up to make camp in the land of Gilead. When David arrived at Maharahem, he was warmly greeted by Shobi, the son of Nahashan, who came from Rabbah of the Amorites, and by Michar, the son of Amel, from Lodabar, and by Braziliai of Gilead, from Roglaim. They brought sleeping mats, cooking pots, serving bowls, wheat and barley, flour and roasted grain, beans, lentils, honey, butter, (laughs) sheep, goats, and cheese for David and for those who were with him. For they said, you must all be very hungry and tired and thirsty after your long march through the wilderness. So as we can see, God has a plan. And this is what I want to encourage you with today. When we first started reading a couple of days ago, when David had to leave right away, it looked as bad as it could get. Remember we said it went from bad to worse, to worstest? <laughs> That's how bad it was. But what we can see now is behind the scenes, God has a plan. Which brings us back to when we read First Samuel. If you remember the overall idea of 1 Samuel was God's providence despite our foolishness. Which means even though it doesn't look like it, God has a plan. And he is slowly putting everyone where they need to be so that his plan can happen. God is always doing more than we realize. We just have to trust him in the meantime. So I want to say this to you. If you're going through a season right now where it looks like everything's crazy, nothing seems to make make sense, trust the Lord. He is always doing more than we can see. And even when things look bad, God's not done. I don't want to in any way minimize what you're going through. It might be as bad as it can get. But can I tell you, God still remains undefeated. He has many rivals, but no, he has many enemies, but no rivals. He remains undefeated. And God's plan often looks different from ours, but his victory is greater than we can imagine. Don't give up. Even if it looks terrible, God is moving in more ways than you can see. Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you that you are with us more than we can imagine. I pray that we will trust you even with our broken pieces and realize that because you are for us, nothing will prevail against us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget God's word, God's promise to David in 2 Samuel chapter 7. Your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever. That's what God wants for us. He has qualified you to make a difference in your life and he has a plan for you and him to have a relationship that lasts forever. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for Second Samuel chapter 18.